Good evening. The governor of New York is defiant as calls for his resignation intensify after a damning report on sexual harassment allegations. The pressure builds to extend an eviction moratorium by any means necessary. And New York announces a vaccine mandate for restaurants and public events. With these and other stories, I'm Paul DiRienzo with the WBAI News for Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. And a Pentagon police officer died after being stabbed today during a burst of violence at a transit center outside the Pentagon. And a suspect was shot by law enforcement and died at the scene. The Pentagon, the headquarters of the United States military, was temporarily placed on lockdown after someone attacked the officer on a bus platform shortly after 1030 a.m. Attention all personnel. Attention all personnel. The Pentagon remains in lockdown due to ongoing police activity. Please remain in place until advised otherwise. Attention all personnel. Attention all personnel. The circumstances remained unclear even hours after the violence had ended. At a Pentagon news conference, Police Chief Woodrow Cuss had little to add. This morning at about uh, 10.37 a.m., a Pentagon police officer was attacked on the Metro bus platform. Gunfire was exchanged, and there were, uh, there were several casualties. The incident is is over. The scene is secure. And most importantly, there's no continuing threat to our community. The FBI is on scene leading the investigation. And again, the Pentagon and the Pentagon Reservation are safe and secure. We understand that uh, a police officer has died and that, the, that he was stabbed. Right now, it's a, an active, ongoing investigation. The information that I have is preliminary. So it continues to evolve. And uh, I would be providing those details uh, at the earliest opportunity. But right now, it's just premature. The, the situation has been resolved, but the investigation must continue. And I don't want to do anything to jeopardize the integrity of that process. Pentagon Police Chief Woodrow Cuss, the FBI is in charge of the investigation, but but didn't participate in the Pentagon news conference. A reporter near the building says he heard multiple gunshots, then a pause and at least one additional shot. Another journalist heard police yelling shooter. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, were at the White House meeting with President Joe Biden at the time of the shooting. And the Biden administration will put in place a new eviction moratorium that would protect areas where 90 percent of the United States population lives. A turnaround after progressive lawmakers pushed the White House to do more to prevent some 3.6 million Americans from losing their homes during the COVID-19 crisis. U.S. Representative Cory Bush of Missouri has been leading the protest outside the U.S. Capitol since the moratorium expired, sleeping outdoors before being elected to Congress. Bush faced eviction herself and was once homeless. Day five of being out here in front of the Capitol, and I don't know if it looks like an ask anymore, but we are demanding is what is really happening. All of these folks are out here. We're saying that we need the moratorium on evictions to happen today. Am I supposed to just go home? No. And the thing is this, I am an organizer. I'm an activist. That's what I do. So I fell back on what I know to do, which was be visible, put your body on the line, you know, use whatever you have. And so coming here as somebody who just cares about ending human suffering, period, that was first. But then being able to draw from those from the moment, thinking about all those times, because there were multiple times I had eviction notices placed on my door or where I thought that one was coming. Being able to draw from that because poverty is so expensive. There's so 
many pieces to being unhoused. And it is not okay to say, just because I don't understand it, that it's okay to let people go out. No, but because I do understand it, I do know what it's like. I do know what it's like to have babies sleeping in a car with trash bags, my belongings, everything I own in trash bags, because I know what that's like. There's no way that I could sit back and be quiet. Cori Bush, the new White House policy comes after a scramble of actions by the Biden team to reassure Democrats and the country that it could find a way to halt potential evictions. Biden also insisted there is federal money available, $47 billion previously approved during the COVID-19 crisis that needs to get out to the door, pardon me, that needs to get out the door to help renters and landlords. Meanwhile, on the Capitol steps, Bush was joined in a news conference today by um, clergy members, including the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh, it's a marvelous race. We love you, Jesse. We love, we love you so much. You are, uh, we can't do without you, Courtney. Yes. I had COVID-19. Bless you. And I was running for this seat. Yeah. And after two months of being sick, I decided I was going to drop out of the race. And I was calling my team to say I was dropping out because I didn't know when I would when this sickness would be over and I couldn't take care help my kids. I couldn't do anything. I was so broken. Mm. Even financially having so many just how how can I sustain Bless if I out. can't and I was scrolling on Facebook and there was a preacher preaching on a oh, Sunday morning mm-hmm. and he was talking about overcast. No. Mm-hmm. Wow. I caught five minutes of his of his sermon. Bless you. It was you. And I got my answer to stay in the race. And I'm here today. Didn't even know. (laughs) Yes. Uh I want you to know we're going to go back to our congregations. Yes. And tell our ministries to stand in solidarity with you. And we will sleep on the streets in cities across the nation with you in order to make this message clear. Because the scripture says I was out of doors and you didn't take me in. Mm-hmm. Jesus is dealing with public policy. Yeah, yeah. The reality is, yeah, is we're talking about public policy yes. that contributes to homelessness mm-hmm. and then punishes those who are homeless. The reality is we know that the demographic we're speaking of is a demographic that's seldom mm-hmm. let in but often left out and locked out. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be their voices until they get justice. That's right. Yeah. We're going to shame them by naming them yeah. until they claim right. these Americans as mm-hmm. God's children as well. All right. Thank you for your yes. leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congressman Jones. Thank you, my sister. Absolutely. We, we, we are facing so many crises right now from a housing crisis to a crisis of democracy. Uh, And that is why you see the people standing out here today. Uh, So much of the responsibility right now uh, really falls on the White House to rise to the occasion and to use the ability that it has to extend the eviction moratorium and to call for filibuster reform or abolition so that we can secure a multiracial democracy and so that people who are the least of these, Mm -hmm. as the Bible says, Mm -hmm. can afford to live in this country, in the richest nation in the history of the world, as many as 11 million people should not be on the precipice of being unhoused. 
Jesse Jackson ran for president of the United States in 1984, and the White House says state and local governments have been slow to push out that federal money and is pressing them to do so swiftly. The administration has repeatedly resisted another extension of the moratorium because the Supreme Court appears likely to block it. Last month, the court overturned a CDC-imposed eviction moratorium. President Biden says with the new variant of COVID and hospitalizations increasing across the country, the CDC will soon act again, despite the Supreme Court ruling if just to buy time the courts already ruled on the present eviction moratorium so i think what you're going to see and i look i want to make it clear i told you i would not tell the justice department or the medical experts the scientists what they should say or do so i don't want to get ahead the cdc has to make this i asked the cdc to go back and consider other options that may be available to them You're going to hear from them what those other options are. I have been informed they're about to make a judgment as to potential other options. Whether that option will pass constitutional measure with this administration, I can't tell you. I don't know. There are a few scholars who say it will and others who say it's not likely to. But at a minimum... By the time it gets litigated, it will probably give some additional time while we're getting that $45 billion out to people who are, in fact, behind in the rent and don't have the money. That's why it was passed in the, in, in the act that we passed in the beginning of my administration. And it went to the states. We were under the impression that the states were moving this money out relatively rapidly. President Biden. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo faced mounting pressure Tuesday to resign, including from President Joe Biden and other one-time Democratic allies, after an investigation found he sexually harassed nearly a dozen women and worked to retaliate against one of his accusers. The nearly five-month investigation overseen by New York Attorney General Letitia James and led by two outside lawyers concluded that 11 women in and out of state government were telling the truth when they claimed Cuomo had touched them inappropriately, commented on their appearance, or made suggestive comments about their sex lives. Governor Cuomo sexually harassed current and former state employees in violation of both federal and state laws. The independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, many of whom were young women, by engaging in unwanted groping, kisses, hugging, and by making inappropriate comments. Further, The governor and his senior team took actions to retaliate against at least one former employee for coming forward with her story, her truth. Governor Cuomo's administration fostered a toxic workplace that enabled harassment and created a hostile work environment where staffers did not feel comfortable coming forward with complaints about sexual harassment due to a climate of fear and given the power dynamics. The investigators found that Governor Cuomo's actions and those of the executive chamber violated multiple state and federal laws, as well as the executive chamber's own written policies. This investigation has revealed conduct that corrodes the very fabric and character of our state government and shines light on injustice. And I am inspired by all the brave women who came forward. 
But more importantly, I believe them. And I thank them for their bravery. While James concluded the investigation without referring the case to prosecutors for possible criminal charges, local authorities could use its evidence and findings to mount their own cases. Albany District Attorney David Soros said he would suggest – pardon me – he would request materials from James's office and welcome victims to contact his office. And President Biden weighed in today calling for Cuomo to resign as well. Let's take one thing at a time here. I think he should resign. I understand that the state legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read all that data. And he's using a photo of you embracing him in his self-defense to say that these are commonplace kind of embraces that he made and the allegations against him. Do you condone that? Look, I'm not going to flyspeck this. I am sure there are some embraces that were totally innocent. But apparently the attorney general decided there were things that weren't. If the investigation of the attorney general concluded that the allegations are correct, that back in March, that I would recommend he resign. That's what I'm doing today. I've not read the report. I don't know the detail of it. All I know is the end result. President Biden, a fly speck are uh, spots of regurgitated fly stomach contents that uh, an unclean kitchen might find on their counter. Governor Cuomo didn't seem phased by the report's release. He remains defiant and says he prepared to fight in court and win because he says it's just not him. I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am. And that's not who I have ever been. There is one complaint that has been made that bothered me most. That was a complaint made by a young woman, Charlotte Bennett, who worked in my office. And it's important to me that you fully understand the situation. She said that she came to work in my administration because of all the progress we had made in fighting sexual assault. She talked about the personal trauma that she endured and how she was handling it. I could see how it had affected her. I could see her pain. People now ask me, why was I even talking to this young woman if I knew she was dealing with such issues? That is the obvious and fair question, and one I have thought a lot about. The truth is that her story resonated deeply with me. There is another complaint I want to address. She wants anonymity, and I respect that. So I am limited but what I can say. I welcome the opportunity for a full and fair review before a judge and a jury, because this just did not happen. The New York Times published a front page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek. That is not front page news. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother 
and from my father. It is meant to convey warmth, nothing more. My father used to say, God rest his soul, that politics is an ugly business. As usual, he was right. I say to my daughters all the time that as complicated as life gets is as simple as life is. My job is not about me. My job is about you. There's nothing that we can't do when we work together. Governor Cuomo, but despite the governor's attempt at an explanation, New York's U.S. Senators Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand, both Democrats, released a statement that Cuomo should resign. Schumer read the statement today and answered a few questions. He also addressed the looming eviction crisis. This is from Senator Gillibrand and myself. As we have said before, the reported actions of the governor were profoundly disturbing, inappropriate, and completely unacceptable. Today's report from the New York State Attorney General substantiated and corroborated the allegations of the brave women who came forward to share their stories, and we commend the women for doing so. The New York State Attorney General has conducted an independent, thorough, and professional investigation that found the governor violated state and federal law, had a pattern of sexually harassing current and former employees, retaliated against one of the accusers, at least one of the accusers, and created a hostile work environment. No elected official is above the law. The people of New York deserve better leadership in the governor's office. We continue to believe that the governor should resign. Yes. On that front, I mean, did you watch the governor's statement? Clearly he didn't resign. So what is your reaction to that? I continue to believe the governor should resign. Yes. Next. Even if he doesn't, should the legislature impeach him and then remove him from office? As I said, I continue to believe the governor should resign. Yes. What's your personal relationship going to be with him going forward? And we still work and deal with him. As I said, I continue to believe that he should resign. Different topic. Yes. So on eviction moratorium, are yes. you going to hold a vote on the Senate on that? Look, we are focusing on two things in the Senate right now where we can get things done. Number one, we are urging the administration to pursue every area that they can extend the moratorium. Every area because we need it extended. Second, we are urging the federal government to put pressure on the states to get out the money. Two weeks ago, before the moratorium expired, I had a press conference with housing advocates because New York had not sent out its share of money. In fact, as of three weeks ago, New York and South Carolina were the only states that didn't send anything out. Um, So that must continue. And fourth or third, we are asking the governors of and local elected officials of other states to extend the moratorium. My state has one till September 6th. We are asking that. Those are the things we're doing on that issue. Senator Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, who would succeed Cuomo if he's removed or resigns, called the behavior detailed in the report repulsive and unlawful. And in more COVID news, President Biden spoke today about vaccinations. What's different about this surge from previous ones is we have the tools to prevent this rise in cases from shutting down our businesses, our schools, our society, as we saw what happened last year. 
While cases are on the rise, it's important to note we've not seen a comparable rise in hospitalizations or deaths in most areas of the country. That's because 165 million Americans are fully vaccinated. And the president said he supported moves by New York Mayor Bill de Blasio to make proof of vaccination mandatory at New York restaurants and other public venues. Mayor Bill de Blasio announced today that people dining indoors, working out at a gym or attending an indoor entertainment venue will now be required to show proof of vaccination. The new mandate, which is the first of its kind in the nation, takes effect on August 16th. Enforcement will begin on September 13th. The timing will align with enforcement of the vaccination or test mandate for city workers. This vaccine requirement will apply to both staff and customers, said the mayor, and is being called the key to New York City pass. De Blasio earlier today. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the key to NYC pass. The key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. This is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. The key to NYC pass will be a first in the nation approach. It will require vaccination for workers and customers in indoor dining, in indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment facilities. This is going to be a requirement. The only way to patronize these establishments indoors will be if you're vaccinated, at least one dose. The same for folks in terms of work. They'll need at least one dose. This new policy will be phased in over the coming weeks. So we've been working with the business community, getting input. We're going to do more over the next few weeks. The final details of the policy will be announced and implemented in the week of August 16th. We'll then spend most of a month educating people, going out to businesses, receiving calls from businesses, answering questions and concerns, making sure everyone understands the new approach. And then on September 13th, during that week, we'll begin inspections and enforcement. The key to NYC pass, this is an easy approach because to confirm vaccination, all you need is your vaccination card or the NYC COVID Safe app or the Excelsior app from the state. Any of those will do. So it's simple. Just show it and you're in. And President Biden says he agrees with the mayor's decision. I don't think they need to do that. I think they just need to give the authority of those restaurants or businesses to say, in order to come in, you have to give proof that you've been vaccinated or that you can't come in. And he was referring to not needing a actual vaccine passport, but instead making the same kind of rules and regulations as the mayor of New York did, in which you would show your vaccine identification card. Is that what it is? Interesting. And that's some of the news for Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. The news was produced with Linda Perry, our engineers, Reggie Johnson. From New York City for the WBAI News, I'm Paul DiRienzo. Thanks for listening.